Well, hello again and welcome to the Third Eye Vibes podcast. Today I have an amazing guest, Deborah Zakow, founder of Grow Your Light. She's also an author, teacher, advisor, and speaker, and a certified soul realignment practitioner. How cosmic is that? She's also a professional colleague. She has worked many years on the hotlines, and she's an amazing teacher. She just released her own version of the tarot called the Clarity Tarot in collaboration with Kate Matthews. The art from Kate Matthews is wonderful on this deck. And so we get about an hour sit down with her and it was a nice conversation. And you get to see some insights too from two people, uh, some perspectives from two people who actually do this professionally, have been doing it for many years and get a feel for kind of some of the struggles that we have doing it and even her struggle in creating. And we talk about the creation process things. I'm not going to give it all away. You have to stick around and wait. So without further ado, I want to introduce Deborah Zakow. Well, there you are. Hello, Miss Deborah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is exciting. doesn't that make you feel young when someone <laughs> says Miss Deborah? You know, Miss Deborah. But I hope I've already built you up to be this larger than life figure, so you have big shoes to fill. Oh my gosh! I do hope. I do hope I can do that. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, today, most definitely, I wanted to talk to you because you've been doing this for a very long time. And usually I go through the the a lot of different uh, questions. And one of them is like, when did you start in the tarot and really start formulating, you know, where you would end up today? Well, you know, in, in a nutshell, I'll make it really quick. But I've I've loved the idea of being able to help people in with in with spirituality or, or actually psychic science. So in, when I was originally in Seattle and I went, there was one metaphysical shop that opened and I poured myself into it. I was a hairdresser by day and I owned a salon in Seattle, but I would leave to take classes. And I took every class they offered from palmistry to tarot to astrology and I really loved my tarot teacher so I started practicing that but it's just like anybody who enjoys a, 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 a tool like this you need to practice right well I had a built-in clientele I was everybody who came into my shop sat in my chair I could jibber jabber about this and they'd get interested have a question I'd go home and try to answer it with the tarot and um and and then the next time they come in for their hair, I'd say, well, you know, this is what it said. What happened? Uh, so that's how I practiced. And uh, and uh, a few times I tried to do it along with my hairdressing, but you know, I I wasn't good enough to be pro, and I wasn't, uh, and I didn't have enough time in the day, basically. So there was some gaps in between. But boy, when I moved to California, I decided to make to really do my dream and I was tired of just being 50 50 correct on my readings I mean I'll just be totally honest it, my readings when I did a reading it felt like it was a coin toss and that's when I just decided to read every book on tarot learn everything everybody else's perspective on cards try all of them out really create 
uh, a language with with tarot. And just before going, you know, I still wasn't didn't have a platform to actually make money at this but that's what I my goal was so what I did when I moved here I didn't go back into hairdressing what I did was I worked through hospice so I would do in-home care uh hairdressing it grooming you know things like that for people who can't get out and so I would travel that way leaving plenty of time for my to try and build a clientele so that's when I started on the hotlines and when I was oh, yeah. in hospice yeah and that's like baptism by fire, man. You know, you just dive in and you get, you you just trust you're doing fine. You know, and that's the main thing. Trust that you're doing good work. And even if you don't feel like you're uh, the best to go pro, there is that time you have to challenge yourself to go pro. And, and, uh, and trust that you're doing good work and that the people that come to you for advice or counseling are in the are ready for your message however that comes out you know what i mean trust the process so that's my um that's my uh, story i'm sticking to it there's a lot of ups and downs but it was but after i decided to just serve well i feel i serve well that's when my life changed for the better in all aspects. I was doing, uh, I was making money at what I love to do. I was following my fascination. And another fascination popped up is that I, I was so thrilled to be able to be successful that I want to teach other people to do it too, if that's their thing. And um, then that's, that's how I got into it. It's kind of similar for me. I have a lifetime of study at esoteric things. And there was a okay. shop around here when I was in my, uh, when I was in the 90s, in my early 20s. And I, I took a lot of classes there, like hermetic philosophy, things like that. But I never had a desire to teach or to read people. For me, oh. getting thrust into the hotlines was kind of, I had always been extremely intuitive. Like I could be in a room and someone walks by me and I get a pain in my lung. And I'll be like, why would I get a pain oh. in my lung when you walk by? And they just got half a lung removed for lung cancer. And so I would have all these experiences, but I got put out in life, yeah, what I normally did. And so I was like, well, maybe I should try to put this to work. And I went straight from that green, you know, being that green to jumping into the hotlines. That's when you really test yourself because yeah. Yeah. for me, you care, if you care about what you do, especially when someone's paying you to do it, you want to give them a good service. You want to give them a good experience. So you mm -hmm. care more about it. You know, once you realize you're, you know, you're taking money from people to do this, mm -hmm. but I was thrust into it. It was an accident basically. And but I was, I was just really good at it and, and it took off for me. You know, and don't, and don't you feel like, um, and this is what I want to say for the people who are thinking about going pro at, at that, under, understand that you are doing good work, that the people in front of you asking for counseling uh, are ready for your message. But there is a place we energetically go for the information that's like no other place in your day-to-day -day living. And I talked to a friend of mine who also works on the hotline just, uh, just last night, and he was saying, I've had such a terrible day, but 
uh, and I, it's my day off, but people are calling me for, um, for counsel and, and, uh, he saw that as a bad thing. Why do I have this bad day? It's my day off. And why are people calling me and I can't seem to serve them? And I said, look, that spirit saying, go to your happy place <laughs> for three times. Spirit came in, brought you a client so you could be at peace in the place we all need to go to acquire the the information our clients need. Does that make sense? And so when you look at it for that perspective, it's like, I feel like I don't even age, <laughs> that I stop aging while I'm in that upper octave of information. So that's what feeds me. But uh, I'm really proud of you for just going for it. And that's what it takes. And um, and I it was scary it. at first, you know, because I was green, but I've always been a natural communicator and I've been using the gift my whole life. And mm -hmm. I'm what you call like a, if you were to compare what kind of a strange gift I have, I guess people in, in native cultures would say I was a bit of a hayoka. So I'm a bit salty sometimes in my personal life with how I manifest it, you know, and, and hayokas are known for being kind of tricksters that mirror your, you know, I don't do that in my personal work because right. I don't feel like people would tolerate me, you know, because I take that unusual path. But for me, I have this philosophy that a lot of what we do, and you know this, especially on hotlines, we have sometimes we have people who have an obsession with someone they can't let go of, uh, a tie they can't let go of, and a lot of times not healthy. And it's like the same thing over and over. But I mm -hmm. wait every day for that one client that's just met. And they just need someone to listen to them and set them right and put, you know, put all the pieces together for them so they can start getting their life in the toolkit to do it. And mm -hmm. I always say that no matter how mundane my day is, I always wait on that one client. And when I get done with them, I always, you know, because, you know, one of the places we work, the messaging doesn't expire right away. I always spend the rest of the messages with them. Oh. Free yeah. Because I know they're really shook up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not just about, you know, the money. This person really needs me. They're not having an obsessive moment. They're really at the edge of their whole experience, you know, not really mm -hmm. being able to cope. So I try to, you know, make all of the stuff that's kind of dirty. You know how, mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot yeah, of people yeah, yeah. in situations and, and, you're, and it's not our place to judge. It's our place just to work with people in the space they're at. Yeah. Which took a little time, you know, too, to get used yeah. to. But that one experience you can have a day where you really make a difference in someone's life. And that's how I've made sense of continuing to do it, you know, and because and, uh -huh. some days are really, you know, you, you listen to everything in a person's life that they don't tell anyone else. Right. They tell you right. things they don't tell anyone. They don't tell their relatives. They don't tell their friends. They right. come and tell us. You know, what, an honor. what an honor. Yeah. I mean, I've had people confess all kinds of things and I won't say that. I don't like to talk a lot about what clients have told me because I feel like it is a sacred space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could give the anecdotals, but then again, there could be who would say, oh, is he talking about my experience? And then I'm just like, ah, you know, in their mind, I violated that privacy, which is to me is sacred, that privacy that you have with those people in those situations. And some of them are really dark, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it ended up being a good life for you. And what year was it, would you say that you really started taking it serious? Okay. It was... Uh, I just started the salon, so it had to be in the early 80s. Oh, wow. Uh, so I owned a salon. I bought a salon, 
It was in the early 80s, and then the, the shop opened up. Seattle was very small <laughs> at that time, and so the shop was uh, was was uh, a little distant, but it didn't it, it didn't take me long to drive there, park, get, you know, and so I was able, now it's, it's kind of different, but we have the internet as well. We can learn off the internet, but, um, but I've always wanted to help others in a way. In other words, when you meet someone who is having trouble, if you are able to understand where they are at the moment, all it takes is a couple of words, maybe one full sentence to be able to mirror back what you think they're feeling. And if that sentence is right on, then you've already assured that person that they are not alone in their struggle. And that's my, that's what I want to teach others. And that, and that, and even if you've already worked on the hotlines and you just need uh, that little insight, you know, to be able to do do well for a person right away that's my that's uh that's my objective but i don't know where i was going with that oh no i lost my train of thought but well, we've definitely got to get into this that you have now come to this place in your walk that you've created your own deck and you've done that with a collaboration called the oh, clarity yeah. tarot and i know you want to talk about this and, I, and i've been a little bit too on all my social media Oh, awesome. Yes, yes. You know, I wanted to talk to everybody uh, mostly about the creative part of that. Yes, I want to tell everyone, shout from the rooftops that uh, my deck is the Clarity Tarot available on Amazon and blah, blah, blah. But mostly the people who are interested in my work are interested in doing their own work, creating their own deck, creating their own angle, understanding, because we are all a collection of our experiences and they want to write a book or something like that. And I discovered something through creating the tarot, uh, the, the clarity uh, deck. And that is, you know how, um, Matt, you know how when, especially spiritual people, we really want to be able to do, to divine the higher octaves and to do that we need to remain balanced our chakras balanced um our routines good you get up in the morning and make your bed you brush your teeth you take a walk you know you know they got your so you can eat good fruit so you're all balanced so you're able to do good work through the day uh in the name of of spirit uh, but I got to tell you, if you're in a creative bit, if you want to write a book or create a deck or some other tool for divination or anything else, write a novel, a fiction novel, I don't care what it is, I discovered you have to be, you can't be balanced through it. You, no, I, you can't. You can't. So it's so many ups and downs. Like I was that way with my first CD music. I didn't know anything about what an mp3 was I, I was completely computer illiterate but i just knew i wanted to do it uh -huh. i didn't know how and it was so nerve-wracking because i knew nothing you know and i had to learn it all so I, when, I know but, i didn't go through the ups and downs you know but you know you're calling it ups and downs and i'm calling it ups and ups see this is the this is the click i did my best i i wrote three thousand perfect words one day and I thought what is the magic am I just in the flow is are the angels closed what am I channeling no 
what it was is I didn't pay attention to anything but my basic needs. I didn't make my bed. I didn't take a walk. I grabbed the coffee and started writing. And then to be, this might be too much information, but I went to bed that night wearing the same clothes I woke up in. That's how I just allowed myself to enjoy the process without self-judgment. And I got to tell you, it pays off all the time. And with your music, I know before you were able to enjoy that, that part that I just explained, I know that it took hours, maybe days or weeks to understand the, how to produce it, where to put you know, the, the TikTok of it, you know, the um, no pun intention, intended, but, uh, <clears throat> but to know where to, because I talked to you about your, this podcast, which I think is going to take off because you're so good at, at what you do. And you know, so much of where the platforms are, what, links to click and all that stuff that's that takes a lot of time but it does uh, research too a lot of research yeah a lot of research so if anybody is listening that really wants to even produce a painting uh, a poem i don't care what it is just don't make your bed when you get up <laughs> forget no forget you're right i don't even bed. some days when you speak that it's true there are days you know when i was creating that you forget everything else you don't even you may not have brushed your teeth until six o'clock at night because you you get yeah. into a flow and you just can't break that flow and and you get a lot done on those days too right. and then there's days where you kind of uh you just admire what you just did so you stay inspired you know yeah exactly that's when you create the three thousand best words that you've ever written in your life but see what what happens to our demographic of people people who are listening to this podcast who uh, are in the same same interest line that we are in. What we do is we get hard on ourselves. Oh my gosh, I'm in this. I'm still in my pajamas, or I still haven't brushed my teeth. Or what? I don't. I hope nobody finds this out. You know, because it, it's bad. Like you even mentioned, say it's the good and the bad of it. I think it's the good and the better of it. Uh, but but if you can just bypass all the self criticism and just keep it up, and this could happen. Uh, it it could happen for a couple of days where things just move. And if you, if you can arrange your life, and I know there's a lot of people here who have like children or real regular jobs and stuff like that, man, just schedules. You could schedule it too and just time off work, uh, get away from the kids because you tell your husband or your, your wife, hey, I'm checking into the Hilton for two days. <laughs> right and and do it there but uh, it can't be more satisfying it hasn't been more satisfying for me so i wish it for everybody who has a desire and you know what's wild being a little solitary during those creative times for someone who's super creative you're better off being off to yourself a lot during those <laughs> times because i feel like we're manic yes. at those times it's kind of like a a, a, a hypomania that's and a, and a hyper creativity. So you also tend to be just elevated, like you're on drugs, you know, and other people don't, you know, they don't like, what's wrong with you? And you're just kind of floating around the room. You know, I do a lot of silly stuff. Like oh, that's yeah. how I stay late for the lines. Like even my banishing rituals, most people would be like, he's freaking crazy, but they're really simple and really humorous because I feel like humor lightens the atmosphere yep. before yeah, what yeah. we do. Yeah. You know, I try to, you know, uh, 
lighten the atmosphere with my wife. We tell lots of jokes and, you know, and, and because I don't want to be in a bad mood when someone comes to me in a bad mood. I want to yeah, be right. in a good mood, you know. I have actually mastered that, um, you know, because a lot of us are, we have empathy and we kind of take, some of us take on things. But I learned a long time ago through a very embarrassing moment when I was hairdressing that I learned that to, um, I learned that to the desire to make someone feel better and lift their fear is actually disrespectful. And I learned it the hard way through my hairdressing because I was, I had all these new age people <laughs> coming in, you know, you create your own uh, clientele. And um, there was a man that came in and he had a hard time walking. He was a young man. He was born with a problem with his spine. And he, I asked him how he's doing. Fred, how you doing? And he said, he said, I, I have a, I've decided, to, I'm trying to decide whether to have this surgery because it's either going to stop the progression of my problem or it's going to um, exacerbate it or make it worse. And uh, I said, oh, what a dilemma. I'm, I'm so sorry you're faced with this. And then what I said, because I really felt it as an empath, I said, I mean no disrespect or, or dis I don't want to dismiss anything, but I really have a feeling, a good feeling about the surgery you signed up for because he had already made the, the appointment. And he said, <laughs> he was a therapist, man, all the way. He says, how dare you? Oh. And I said, what, what, what? I stopped what I was doing. What, what, what? How dare you try and take my fear away from me? That is my fear. And you have no business trying to take that away from me. And that was a weird. That's weird. Uh, that's weird. That was weird. But then I thought about it. There's a reason why that and te terribly embarrassed because everybody in the shop heard it but I took it I said that that is so weird it's got to be a real message from my this is how life whispers to a person before the tower comes in or before the devil comes in right you this is how life this is what it looks like when life whispers to you to make a change before it's too late and uh, to stay on your path the right way. And there was other things right after that that happened that mirrored the same message. And and now I don't have a bit of problems. I, I feel bad for people with terrible situations, but I, I don't um, try and take all the fear away. And I actually say that to them. I don't want to be disrespectful and take your fear away because you need it for some reason. Let's just... I'll meet you there and let's talk more about it so we can find a path out towards peace. But, um, but it's those little things in life that if you do want to be a good counselor, that stuff happens. You get really embarrassed because you overstep or, or something. Well, you learn to sit with them. You know, I learned mm -hmm. the greatest skill doing this when I first came to it was not to, usually when someone's having a problem, everyone's offering all of these solutions. But sometimes they want you to come and sit right there in the midst of that pain, exactly. experience it with them. And that was the hardest thing because we're always trying to fix things. We're always seeing the solution. But that wasn't the most valuable skill. It was being mm -hmm. able to go into that dark space with them and sit in that hell 
mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. well with them there for a little while so they, they're understood because they that's one of the biggest things they don't feel they feel crazy because of whatever you know is taking them or that they can't let go of and mm-hmm. people they can't talk to anyone else and you have mm-hmm. to go into this crazy space and not really be judgmental which takes some you know that takes some time too because people get into some really dark spaces in their lives and mm-hmm. that took a little time for me i don't want to mm-hmm. judge this situation mm-hmm. or there's a better way to do this you wait for the openings because they actually allow their higher nature to shine through sometimes and they think they'll keep making excuses like well i know that sounds bad but for me it doesn't i've been i've lived a pretty wild life man you can't right, really right. freak right. me out it's that crazy mm-hmm. and uh and i've done some dark stuff too and i've been in those dark places but the beautiful thing is you can go to another space. Right. I feel like that place for me has been valuable because I grew up street in a very violent situation in a violent home. So mm-hmm. I have, and I did a lot of drugs and smoking and mushrooms and all that stuff, you know, yeah. I lived. Yeah. And so I can tell people I've been there, spent the night in jail, you know, <laughs> I've spent mm-hmm. night in jail, drunk in public, you know, I've been in those places. And, you know, that helps me in the work because a lot of people are in spaces where they're very ashamed of where they're at, mm-hmm. too. And just being able to be there and make a little joke, lighten them up. Right. Bring them out and not judge them. That's the right. most important thing. Not not also prescribe the solution right away, because sometimes that's not what they're looking for either. They're just wanting someone to listen. Yeah. One of the things I noticed is that they're saying, oh, I'm so bad because of ABC. And I, I said, no, 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 that's not negative. What it is, is just not in alignment with who you are, but it's not bad. And that's one of my theories. I say, you know, some people see good and do good. And some people see bad and do good. And some people get in there and decide what is good and bad. You know, it's, they, they experience life. That's why we have the choice we have. That's why we signed up here. I'm not advocating people take large risks, but um, if, they, if they're not comfortable with that risk. But, when, you know, I just say, look, you are, this is, if you're here, you're supposed to be here. And there's a million people in the world that are in the same spot. You're not alone, sister, or you're not alone, brother. Uh, and and then we start from there but you're right you got to meet them where they are and and make them comfortable and get them off the oh i've been so bad i'm such a horrible person (laughs) no you aren't sister (laughs) you are not and sometimes you have to work through their own belief system too you know like Mm -hmm. everyone has different faith walks and understandings if it's a person who tends to be more philosophically inclined which is me even though i'm spiritual i'm super philosophical and practical Mm -hmm. i'll say well then what is the meaning of this they'll say and i'll say to be honest with you my belief is that we as humans are the ones who assign meaning to events in our life that they don't always have an overall because this is our journey this is our Mm -hmm. you know we're here to to, we're in our choose our own ending type of story here you know we're not really in a book that's pre-written for us so you are the (laughs) one who's gonna have to assign meaning with this later so something bad can also totally change and transform your life. I've had things I've done that really weren't that compassionate. When later I reflected on it, it made me more compassionate because I realized I was lacking it so bad in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you right. have to learn to convert what's considered bad and see it from the positive, negative perspective. So you grow. Exactly. You know, we all do bad stuff. Some people to yeah. greater degrees, you know, 
we've all got all kinds of skeletons in our closet. Yeah, we've made choices that uh, everyone has that. They've always been with that person. They thought, what in the world was I thinking to stick around there? <laughs> but that's just um, shines a light on. And a lot of times I, I say, you know, when you come to that question, uh, sometimes this is my theory. At any one time, we are either someone's teacher or student. But the problem starts when we assume which one we are. I am your teacher. I am your advisor. I know best. No. A lot of times I learn from my <laughs> clients. And oh, yeah. uh, so, uh, so, um, so that's where it is. And so when someone is in, a, you know, remembering a, a relationship they stuck too long in, you know, a lot of times they were that person's teacher uh, in it. It's not like, and, and so they did the other person a service by being strong. But Or even leaving them. I mean, I've mm-hmm, exactly. been in love at least five times. I always tell my clients, I've been friends, but I married one person. But the other four were magical. And yes, it hurt when they were gone, but I wouldn't trade those experiences hindsight mm-hmm. for anything. And that's how you'll look at these experiences that you feel you can never let go of. Oh, believe me, I'm of the belief that your opportunities for love in a lifetime, for your soul's growth, are limitless as long as you're open to it. Mm-hmm. There's going to be someone that steps in and becomes that there's a person designed for any of us. We, are, we go through so many phases in life. There's always going to be something else for your journey that will nurture you, but you have to open your mind to it. You have to let go of that thing before that's no longer there. Right. You know, you, you, you're so good at what you're, you're, I mean, I just love the way you think because we, we will have, let's say there's a woman that's married and happily married with kids and all that stuff, but she meets someone that rocks her world emotionally, that fulfills something she feels she doesn't have in her marriage or something. Um, That is, it's almost like that is your village to help you be a well-rounded person. Right. And I, I'm not advocating, you know, infidelity and all that stuff, but let's just back up from those labels a bit and, and open up to what you were talking about. And so I know that you didn't, you don't love these five people at the same time, but because you were able to say, I am a better guy because of this, you're not looking back saying, Oh, I shouldn't, I should have done this, should have said that, regret, regret. You know, I just love your philosophies. You are a deep thinker, man. I, you know, I try. You know what? I also think too, everything is synchronous. Like for me, I'm very mathematically inclined. I'm like a high functioning Asperger. So I don't think like other people do. Mm-hmm. I have, I have the Elon Musk syndrome. So for one of the reasons I even believe that card reading can be valid, no matter which way you see the cards is everything is always synchronous. If you think a thought, you hear it spoken on the radio there, you go, you th- you're thinking of a number, you see it on all these license plates. Every bit of reality is synchronous at all times. It's just mm-hmm. stacked in a mathematical synchronous way. So I already know. when that person comes to you, you're already in part of that equation. You're there for a reason or that you're just to assign a reason to it. Mm-hmm. And even when you read cards, if you notice, sometimes you'll think a thought, a certain card will pop. You'll be like, I was just thinking that, you know, yeah. everything <laughs> in reality is always doing that. And it's, yeah. it's important to realize not to get crazy and be like, I see a sign here. I see a sign there. No, that's when you're getting a little bit schizo. It's better to realize the synchronous nature of reality and then begin to take that information to develop 
certain things. So right. for me, the is different. Now, I want to get into the Clarity Tarot because we're getting that, you know, we're oh. already in 30 minutes. And I want you to, because I love it. I love the images. Okay. I think the images are really beautiful. Kate Matthews' art is, is right. I like right. it a lot. And I've been using it now for probably a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And I've used it live. I've tested it. And it was the only deck that I would use in a live reading as far as, you know, in my hand. Oh, cool. And it, it's, it's very simple, easy to understand. It provided me, you know how everyone thinks there's a prescribed meaning to a card, but uh-huh. for each type of reader, there's a different way they'll come to see it or understand it. And none of us are completely right or wrong. Right. It provided me with all these other perspectives, like from the relationship perspective that I had, some of them I had already formulated those ideas with cards, like, like the hanged man, for example, it talks mm-hmm. about putting away your, your ego and, you know, and I've seen that like that, but most of the time I would apply that as, yeah, I mean, you let go of this situation, man, you know. Uh-huh. It, I didn't apply it always the way that you did. So for me, mm-hmm. go, diving into the book, which is really thick, by the way, which is good. I love the way you presented everything as if you were teaching a person not just to read this, but to actually read this and mm-hmm. apply this to other people and even apply it professionally. Like it, at the end of the book, it shows some examples of some of the stuff you do. and. Mm-hmm how you've applied these things. So this deck is perfect for someone who's thinking about hotline work because it's the two main subjects that we encounter the most, money and finances and love. Well, I I created it for my fellow hotline people. And because, you know, we we need to make, this is our job. Uh, The real real life part of it is that we have bills to pay and we need to sign on and and create uh, wealth or sustain ourselves but um sometimes we it's harder to get into that higher octave for the answers or that room of understanding and knowing and we use tools pendulums runes whatever we have and the tarot but i can guarantee anyone who picks up that deck and they have uh they've been tired they're getting a call from a private client and they're really not in the mood, but this client is in crisis. You pull this deck and it's going to have something in there. One card is going to, is going to, one combination is going to come and bam, you are able to serve that person well. And, and, through the card and not so much through the card and up to the octave and back down again, because there's a combination that will present itself that is going to make the shift for the other person quickly. And uh, because I've tried when I was reading, uh, I would have these combinations and I would test it out. Like for instance, the, um, the reverse nine of cups, which is usually upright is, it's like the wish card. You're celebrating. You're in in a bar, maybe, because it's sometimes called. If that is reversed with any, and in, and if it's ill-dignified, let's say having the devil around or the chariot uh, reversed or something like that, I can tell that that person I'm reading for has been um, coping with this situation through outside uh, substances maybe drinking overeating spending drugs alcohol you know any of that stuff so that's I thought that I got a hit one time that that combination meant that on one reading 
So every reading after that, if I got that combination, I would say to the client, you know, I have this combination. I'd like to run this past you. I'm kind of researching it and blah, blah, blah. This means that it does your partner or your person of interest have a problem with drugs or alcohol. Oh boy. Home run each and every time. If I do want to say this, if you decide to read it that way, which I, it's worked out for me. And you have someone who says, Oh, my boyfriend has trouble with alcohol, but he's sober. That is not you to say, Oh, he's, he's uh, dropped off the wagon. He's not, he's, he's, his recovering is over with. That's not what that combination means. It means that he's struggling with his choices. That's all it means. It doesn't mean he's not still sober. You see what I'm saying? So there's a nuance to that. But that's how I learned the combinations that are in the Clarity Tarot deck and the combinations that are in the book that just pay off time and time again when I read strangers out of the blue and I, and I just run it past them. And, and I'm not saying that mine is the only one because you have your way of reading. <clears throat> You'll notice a certain card coming up or a combination coming up. You have a hit of, of a theory, an intuitive hit on that. And you just say, okay, make a mental note. When that comes up again, I'm going to ask the next two, three, four people if it's true. And if it's true for three or four people, that's your language with spirit your unique language for spirit. That's how spirit is going to say, Hey, look at this point. Sometimes when I have that combination, I don't mention it at all. It's just information for me to know about how, what my client is going through. So it gets into that. But uh, I, I made the deck for professionals but it's good for anybody who wants to start out and get a jump start to be a professional. <clears throat> from novice you got the to yes pro. And no's at the top too you got yes and no answers at the top corner oh have- my god <clears throat> i'm glad you mentioned that i'm sorry i'm gonna cough here <clears throat> <clears throat> i'm really glad you mentioned that because um i say in the book i explain it in the book but some people aren't reading the book uh you put five cards down. If you have more Y's, then it's, the answer is yes. If you have more N's, it's the answer. But the cards are going to tell you why it's yes and why it's no. If a person comes up and says, will I ever be married? You, never, you know, you never read on that question. You reframe it saying, am I going to meet my, the person of interest in the next six months? A person, that, a viable partner in the next six months. That's how you frame that question. And then let's say the answer is no. And you know it's going to break their heart. You don't want to deliver that, right? But what mm. it is, is you, you, what it is is spirit is saying, no, you're not going to meet the person of your dreams in the next six months because, and it'll, say, it'll show like the three of cups reversed or the three of cups upright. You're not socializing enough. Yep. You're not going out of the house enough. And that's when I counsel saying, even though you don't want to have a drink after work with the group, go anyway for, for 10 minutes. There's, there's a reason it, it just changes because we change our life at the level of action, not wishes. And the best way life can synchronize up blessings for you is if you are moving inside the cabin, you know, or outside the you cabin. Gotta, you got to live. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like trying to formulate an intention. Like I really, I have this secret for reality that it does not respond to uh, aspiration. It responds to expectation. When they did the, the 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 big physics experiment where they shot the ball of light through the photon tube or however they did it, on the end that the physicists saw it, they saw it one way. Some saw it as a particle, some saw it as a wave and they were forced to, to say that basically you're in what you expected is what you saw. So at least on a subatomic level, what you're expecting is going to happen. So if, if you're expecting, if, if you have five different places, you can make income in a day, but you only open up three and you say, I want to have abundance today. You're mm-hmm. not expecting you, you, if you better open all five. Yeah. Your reality is going to respond to your expectation, not your aspiration. You expect right. to succeed. You expect the good things to come in. And that can be hard when you get into a negative spiral, but you got to come out of it. Yeah. And you have to be in life. You have to, because love is always an accident. It's very rarely just something that you can thread together and go tailor it up, you know, and meet right. someone. It has to be, it's always so spontaneous and really kind of mysterious how you meet someone, how you bond with that person at first. And you just can't really plan it. It's not right. possible. You have to be in life. Yeah, and the person that you become, let's see, how do I say it? The person you present to your lifetime partner might not be the person you're familiar with at the moment. And the only way you're going to be that person that's going to attract your happily ever after is for you to be out in the world experiencing new things with new group, you know, new groups or new topics or new fascinations. And by the way, we're all, people say, what's the meaning of life? I always like to say this. What's the meaning of life? You're only, everyone's born for only one purpose only, and that is to follow their fascination. That's it. And you follow that thread and you follow it and you create your own tapestry and then you become, then it, it will open up new avenues and that will mean a new tribe and that will mean a new expression of self and with others so that's i always like to pull that into a conversation to remind people that there ain't always a grander purpose except just to enjoy the journey instead of thinking about where we're going just enjoy the ride and actually try to for me it's try to grow in love try to because because it seems like the only thing that ever matters to a person at the end of their life is Mm. that you know they they think about things they wanted to do but really if they experience they didn't have a you know love and enough like i always say things like uh i wish i would have spent more time but don't say it mm-hmm. later do it now live it yeah exactly you know exactly even when you're yeah. stressed just live it now because that's all you're going to think of later is i didn't do that and you should just be right just just jumping on it don't get into plans although you need them mm-hmm. get into the journey and just get on the train and start looking out the window because that's pretty much it when mm-hmm. you get there to the other side it's over at least this that's one you know, this, and- you know, when I was creating the the Clarity Tarot and uh, and and working with Kate about that, I never allowed myself to figure out what it was going to be like after it's done while I was doing it. If you spend any amount of too much time, rather, you can spend a little time, but uh, if you spend too much time saying, oh, my, the painting I'm doing is going to go in this gallery and it's going to sell for $800 or whatever it is. For me personally, that takes the energy that I, the spark I need in the moment to create away. 
And so when you have a, a muse, some sort of painting or want to create a deck or something like that, don't go online to learn how to, uh, how KDP works, like how, how you publish your book. Write the book, write your heart out in that book, and then afterwards decide where it's going to live, but not while you're doing it. I think you just said that, but I said it as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. you have the both at the bottom too. You have the meanings for money, meanings for love. That really helps out in what we do. That is that has been my experience through the hotline. Some of them don't align with the traditional meanings that other people have found. But when I, you know, when we do readings one right after the other, right after the other, it's been my experience that the the keywords I have below the cards have rung true more often than not. So that's kind of what makes it a bit different. There, well, you do get different meanings. I noticed too, like the way you saw the uh, one of the pages. I believe it was the page of swords. You said an immature, loving style. Yep. When I look at the pages, a lot of the time it doesn't always signify children to me. It can be a person who's more emotionally immature in a relationship who's not really rising to the occasion the way they should. And and mm -hmm. I, it was interesting that you you found that meaning because mm -hmm. I use them in that way a lot. Oh, maturity because it just yeah. makes sense like if it doesn't apply to some some people they get so literal with the tarot meanings that they're not flowing and right. you'll just you'll right. botch a whole you'll botch a whole reading because you're trying to have this pat set of meanings when it's really mm -hmm. just the symbols that are supposed to trigger your own intuitions right so right right, right. To read like that when you start flowing in a hotline scenario you get it fast you're like oh okay, yeah <laughs> And, and you learn a lot of, and that's why I liked it. I got to go through there and see some of the insights that you've gotten that are similar to mine and ones that are different. And, and I feel like every time I go to someone's deck that where they do assign meanings, I, and I'm not judgmental about the meaning of cards because I, <laughs> another advisor that we know from South is a real visual reader, you know, mm -hmm. and she, she all, and perhaps she was reading once and told me about how, you know, does mm -hmm. this person drink a lot? I had never applied it that way, even mm -hmm. though it, it's written all over the card in the imagery. And so she also found that same thing that you did, this person, you know, and applied that visual aspect. And for me, at first, it was everything's mathematical. So it took me a while to let the visual side shine through like that. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good feedback. Thank you. The pages that that's so when I would look through it for me, I, I, I never I'm never judgmental. I like to mm -hmm. see that we all have these different perspectives and, and because they're different, we're all unique. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't like tarot queens and all the people out there, the naysayers and haters. It's the same in, in anything that you try to do. Right. Uh, that's what you to be proud of what you did because most people don't follow through and actually accomplish anything they set out mm -hmm. to do. And that, that the first try is always going to be, you're always going to look back on and criticize it a little bit within yourself because you know you could have done Right. But you might right. could have done better at the time because you're in that space you're in. You're always going to be able to outdo it, but getting it done is in, you know, and, and again, we talked about the card stock. I like the card stock. I know that some said it was a little thin. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the cards. I don't rough shuffle my cards. Uh, they're all very sacred. I don't, I don't treat them that way. They last right. a long time. Right. I haven't had any issues given kind of purfling or any of the stuff that, you know, uh, yeah. for me, it's oh, you know, 
Yeah, a lot of it, when you collaborate on a project, I mean, when you self-publish, that's one thing, but when you collaborate, you're at the whim. Like, I, there are cards that, uh, there was one card that Kate drew that I I wanted, it, I, wa- I asked her to change it in a certain way because I wanted this one image so bad, and she said no. And then uh, with the cardstock issue, it's a little thinner. I mean, they shuffle so well. And when you're on the hotlines, you're shuffling all the time. Please, your hands get tired, literally. Um, but, but like uh, the the publisher had China was going to publish it. I mean, print it in China, but then COVID shut that down again. And so he switched to India, and somewhere in the way, the cardstock got thin, and uh, it devastated me. The uh, the first three uh, uh, Amazon, uh, I shouldn't have looked, but the reviews was one star because of the cardstock, and I I cried my eyes out. You know, before I became like a public person on social media, I actually thought that when people asked me for a review, let's say... uh, review this product or something i actually believed people wanted to know how i felt and that i was doing something good if i trashed uh, you know oh, i had a terrible time at this restaurant a terrible meal and stuff and um i'm not a cook i never owned that a restaurant but i'm saying oh i didn't like my taco right and i'm thinking oh my gosh i'm so sorry i ever did a poor review for anybody cuz you're right i'm not in that re- arena i have nothing to say about it uh if it's something dangerous i will write that but a uh, poor review for that but after i'm on the other end of a poor review oh my god matt i um it devastates me <laughs> And I feel like one of them was very unfair. One of the reviews I found was unfair. And that person, when I went and actually followed, and I'm not going to, you know, call people mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. but I wanted just because I wanted to see what, what other things they reviewed. And they they had a little bit of a history of just being kind of rude. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like as, all the time I've used the cards, I haven't seen any damage at all. And I, I've spent like two weeks, you know, 12 hours a day with these right. cards, which most people never use a deck that much in a lifetime. <laughs> and they look just like the day I got them. Oh, so awesome. you, you know you. that's my experience. I, but I'm not, you know, I take care of my stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I oh, feel yeah. like that person, you know, she's already you know a little bit of a negativist. When I went through some right. of the other reviews, but that hurts. It does hurt. It does hurt. <laughs> One day I was thinking, okay, to cope with a poor review, I'm going to promise myself because I don't, I don't drink, but I have drink. I have alcohol in my house in case someone comes over and wants a drink. I don't know why I have it, but um. But I thought, I am going to have a beer when I get a poor review so I can calm myself down because I really get upset. And and one day uh, I got a, it doesn't happen often, but I, but I got this poor review for my work on, on the hotline. And I went to the refrigerator, I opened a beer and I knocked, one, knocked a sip back and I thought, oh my God, it's 1130 in the morning, I've got to stop this. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought, okay, I've gone too far. I'm just going to have to cope a different way. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't help me any. I've got it's Indian so. blood in me. So when we drink in our family, we're not always the best we can no. be. You get Sometimes you can shake me up and get funny guy. And other times, you know, <laughs> I can be kind of volatile. Right. I have to be, you know, be in certain company. So I've learned over time, alcohol isn't really yeah. a friend of me. You know, well, that's, what I, that, that's the thing is that I don't drink. So one sip of something changes my chemistry enough to say, okay, calm down. 
So, but I, I, I don't drink that much, but I thought, well, I'm going to have to cope a, a different way. But well, I don't do por- get a lot of bad reviews. You'd be I, a drunk. I, I, <laughs> I mean, man, <laughs> I'd be on the floor a lot, but, but that now I do not post poor reviews, even unless it's an emergency. Like at, uh, I got sick at a restaurant or something. I'd certainly report that, but uh, if it's just my, you know, me being a bad mood and uh, that's ridiculous. That's, and I'm not even in that arena. Right. But I appreciate you bringing up the cardstock. I wasn't sure how to do that on this. So people are prepared, but I find it easy. I, um, I, I like, like you all day and all day long. And I'm like a it shuffler. It's, it fits in my hand better. I have some other decks that they're really, really tough cardstock, but it's like holding this yeah. <laughs> all day long. And I don't like the fact that they don't stay in my hands as well. Yours just slides the way I shuffle real nice, the way uh, I like them, you know, like absolutely. them thin and, and, and I'm real easy on my car. So I don't even think it's an issue. That that just be me. Whether, you know, they, they run them at a different, you know, density in the future. But I still feel like it's not going to detract from the beauty of the art. Kate Matthews, the images have all this, because yep. she's also native. Yep. She, mm-hmm. She's slipped in all these hawks and all these things that are like meaningful to me. Because, you know, my, my power animal is a hawk. So I saw them all over the place on the deck. So for me, the images really really speak out and they're really awesome. bright and uh vivid images you know I, and for me they out of all the decks i've used it's one of my favorite decks that i've put on the table and read in a day-to-day you know routine yeah her her concept was interesting she came to one of my classes i i knew it she owned an art uh, gallery and she came to one of my classes for tarot and i said kate i didn't know you were after the class i said i didn't know you were into tarot and and she goes, well, I'm kind of not. I came actually to ask you if you want to collaborate and do a deck. But she doesn't read the tarot, but she researched every artistically the meaning of a lot of decks and, and researched the meaning of all the symbols in that deck, uh, at various decks. And then she would incorporate that in her card. And uh, got to hand it to her. She, yeah, she did a great job. I have never seen a nine of swords that really portrays the intensity of the emotions involved with that. Mm-hmm. And I haven't. I mean, when you see that image and, you know, when people get that deck, because you should go out and buy the Clarity Tarot. When they see that image, it really conveys that more than say, you know, look, I like the original art. Uh, that was on the rider way, but it, you know it needs reinterpretation. It wasn't really that striking. So if mm-hmm. you're really artistically inclined, this is way more going to speak to you. Uh, what the images mean, you know? mm-hmm. and I feel like she did a great job. Not having a background in the tarot, I feel like she, the the way she portrayed the images turned out perfect. Right, right, right. I liked it. You know, I, there was one image I was really wanting her to do, and it was the chariot. Now I love the chariot. I love the chariot she did. But what my suggestion was is that guy in the wheelchair. Uh, I wanted to to have a person in a wheelchair in a on a uh, a path in a forest with two dogs pulling her on the path in the forest in nature. Uh, that uh, you know, one is a white husky maybe, and the other a Rottweiler, the white and black. You know how you do horses; those are white and black. Um, 
anyway, that was my theory. I begged her to do it that way. She goes, no, we already have one wheelchair. <laughs> I go, okay. <laughs> I get that. Oh, I see I see your point. Yeah, yeah. When you're dealing with any artist, too, we all have our little, listen, mm -hmm. I'm really meticulous, too. I'm really, really uh, OCD about my art. So I understand that. I really yeah, yeah, I get it, too. Yeah, I get it, too. So tell me about your teaching course. You have a, you know, because I don't want to go too much over an hour because we'll right, lose right. people as far yeah, as that. So tell yeah. me about the teaching course that you offer. What I did after I uh, wrote the book and it was at the publisher and getting produced, and it, was, it takes about a year for it to come out. I created a 31 video course. Um, it's, it's taking every card and explaining what it means in general, but it also, I pull into it what I've learned on the hotlines, right? And and uh, reading so many things. And it's very comprehensive because near, there's some practice uh, readings that you go through so you can really get up to speed. So I created this uh, uh, training, video training. And then after that, I give you a buzz. I give you, because I can see when someone purchases the the course and then after that I give you a couple of days and I contact you and say where do you want to go with this right because that's the one thing I wanted to give is not just put this deck out but I want to support that's what makes it the biggest difference is that I'm supporting the person who purchases the deck say oh I'm thinking about just um it'd be fun to play with friends fine let me point you in that direction, how you can do it that way. I really kind of want to be a professional, maybe go on TV, uh, do something like that, be a show person. Fine, I'll get you into uh, it, it, down the events and platform work. I really like to do mediumship or animal communication. Then there's a way to read tarot that way. So I'll just construct a further, a next step for you to go. So, um, so I appreciate you bringing that up because it's, uh, it's, it's. I think it's real comprehensive, but it's a really good start to get you the foundation, and then, then I stalk you for one call. <laughs> I give you one email. I don't stalk you, but and say, okay, whatever you want to do next, I'm here, and that's the, that's my thing. So thanks for bringing that up. I almost forgot. <laughs> And you know it's valuable. It comes from someone who's not only been experienced, but you know, I mean, nobody applies this type of stuff more than a hotline worker. Yeah. Because yeah. I've probably done 14, 15,000 readings in the past, you mm -hmm. know, four years. And that's yep. a lot of reading. So you you get more experience doing this than the average person. And you have all these years of experience teaching it, mm -hmm. uh, and applying the knowledge. So in one one perusal of the book that because it was a fat book that came with it. Most of the yeah. booklets that come with tarot decks are not as comprehensive as that. They're usually very short. Thank you. This one's yeah. more detail oriented and and uh thing, you know, because I'm always you know going through all these different things, but I read to it pretty good. Got to yeah. look at it. Appreciate it. It's real comprehensive, applies all these perspectives that you know someone's starting out. I mean this is knowledge you can't get anywhere else. Right. It comes from application, you know. And that's the thing is that I really, I, my life changed for the better once I went pro at financially and uh, everything else and uh, accurately. And so it's that it, there is a leap there. There is a gap from the learning first and then going for, and that's what I wanted to serve the people who are thinking mm, this might be good and let's go the next step. 
because we need good we need people available in the world who do good work to help people find relief from their burdens even if it's just the five minutes you're talking to them and um and i'd like to have more people doing that and it's an it's kind of a nice free way to make a living too you take a lot of even though you work more i work more now than i ever have as far yeah. as every minute of the day i'm either working on a media project a digital thing i'm doing on a social media platform readings on i read on like five to seven different hotlines that interlink with my click for advisors. So it's like, I'm always on all of those things and doing all these other things. So it's like, mm -hmm. uh, for me, it just gave me a lot of freedom. I don't mind doing the extra work because I'm always in the comfort of home. Yep. And, uh, and to me, that's been really invaluable. And, you know, I have some personal life situation stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm available for that stuff now. Right. Even right. So I feel like a lot of people that want to do it. I saw this one on Reddit the other day. I'll go over this real quick. This this person was concerned about their daughter who started reading tarot at 14 and they were making money at, at school, you know, <laughs> like off their friends. And one person spent their whole little savings, you know, and and they came to their daughter and said, what are you doing? She said, do you believe in this? And I feel like she does. But she told them, you know, she didn't want to get, you know, the faith lecture or whatever. And she was yeah. like, no, I just you know I like learned it. And they were concerned about it. And, I, and my answer to that was, they'll get more ethics. They won't drain the pocket of their friend who's having yeah. anxiety. They're, they're young. <laughs> but at, at the same time, you have a child who's, instead of you know laying around playing video games and not doing anything, they're out actually being an entrepreneur, actually doing yeah. something useful. Yeah. They'll grow into it and become more mm -hmm. compassionate with it. You know, there's 14, you know. Yeah, exactly. Not really a bad thing. That's for sure. Good on her. On so her. what I'm going to do, I'm going to definitely, definitely the links are at the website. I'm going to put those links in the show notes to all of the stuff that you're doing. Oh, and, thank uh, you. and we'll, we'll have you on again because I know you're going to have a project down the way. This isn't the end of the road. Right. <laughs> Deborah Zach, you know. So you'll be coming on again, I'm sure. And uh, I've enjoyed having you on. I wish I could talk forever. That's the thing. These episodes could be long as Joe Rogan, but I've never finished a Joe Rogan episode. So I know it's not a good idea to go that long, you know. I hear you. Oh, thank you so much for this opportunity. I've really enjoyed. I, I've always admired your work and I'm so glad we connected on this level. I appreciate everything. Thank you so much. I feel the same way. I remember when you sent me my numerology report and I was like, you know what? I, I don't get readings, by the way. Even though I do this, I never get readings. I said, but you know what? I told Gina, I said, if I was ever going to get one, I think I would pick her. Oh. So, you know, and that's a compliment coming from me because I never get readings. And I don't get well, readings to any of my friends. Like, they hate me for it. I always wanted a reading from you. I purchased one and I was so impressed with what you said. But then you went in messages and gave me extra. And I was so honored and uh, felt heard. And, and you are very, very good, my friend. I'm so glad to know you. I feel the same way. I remember it was about writer's block, which I've had that yeah. a time with you. Yeah. You know, having that creation block when you're trying to, you've done it, yeah. you know. And you, you've with your something. help. Well, I've enjoyed talking to you. I will talk to you again soon. I'm going to try to stitch all this together and then we'll put it out to the world and everybody can know more who Deborah Zakow is and the beautiful art of Kate Matthews. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward right. to everything. Thank you so much for your time. Right. Efforts. Talk to you Thank soon. Thank you for coming on. Oh, I all love right. it. I loved it. Thank you.
Okay, bye. I told you she was amazing. Wasn't she great? Now, I want to tell you with this Friday being Black Friday, you're going to be with your family this holiday season to get out and get the Clarity Tarot. You can find it on Amazon.com. You can also find it at DebraZakow.com. All of the links are in the show notes uh, here. And you can also find links on the website, ThirdEyeVibes.one. I have some of her social links. I have links to her course uh, her course is there. I have everything you need to actually find her and to actually uh, experience the Clarity Tarot. And you should get one. I've put this thing through the ultimate test in the belly of the beast for the last few weeks. And I read long hours all day long on several hotlines and in personal work. It stood the test and it offers a really unique perspective, especially if you want to do this as... Uh, as something that's not just a hobby, but as a profession. And I feel like it has a lot to offer in that way. And the art of Kate Matthews is striking, so you have to have it. Now, I have another episode planned over the next couple of weeks. You're going to love it, but I'm not going to tell you exactly what we have planned because I want to make sure I cinch all of the ends up. But until then, look for us on the website, thirdeyevibes.one. Follow us on social media. We're on TikTok. We're on uh, Third Eye Vibes Psychic on TikTok. Uh, we're also on Instagram. ThirdEyeVibes.one is my Instagram. I, I ended up getting my Instagram handle with uh, the actual web address. So until then, stay tuned. <laughs>